lot of people in general want that darkness in their love. Mm. It's 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 appealing. It's a it's totally appealing because I think a lot of what we see in romance is in order to have a romance story, every single romance story that I've ever seen, and I love romantic dramas, there has to be a challenge. It like low key is one of my favorite genres. There has to be a challenge, a deadline, a uh, uh, um an an adversary, something that's in the yeah. way of y'all's love. Cause you're not gonna sit up here and watch two hours of some motherfuckers just watching Netflix and making breakfast. It's always right. gotta be some shit. So when you think of like these really great uh romantic dramas, a lot of times it's the queer shit because these niggas are oppressed. So you look at Moonlight, a portrait of a lady on fire, uh not Cowboy Bebop. What's that shit called? Brokeback Mountain. Those kind of movies are very <laughs> much like <laughs> Don't it sound like that's what that movie would be? Like, I'm don't Cowboy anime. Bebop like sound how like that? Like, how you're a comic nerd? I'm an anime nerd. No, not at all. Like, I was like, wait, wait Bro, a Bro the title Spike of- was the straightest nigga. <laughs> broke back mountain because it's like your your love has to overcome some challenge and so it's mm-hmm. the same thing with rue and jewels their their love has to overcome rue's uh addiction and so if you remove that darkness you don't have a story anymore you don't have a tale you don't have a romantic drama because there's no drama and so all of what we look at in movies of what love looks like is there's something in the way and whether that's y'all or the situation it has to be there so i I understand the appeal. Love is supposed to have that yeah, excitement. Yeah. Or we're told it's supposed to have that excitement. See, that's a red flag. It's a red flag. All right, welcome everybody to Waving the Red Flag, the number one uh, gender transition and dating podcast in the universe. It's your boy Eddie. It's Josh. By the way, everybody, this week's episode is going to be kind of us talking about the first like three episodes of season two of Euphoria. Um... The shit between Rue and Jules to me is very yeah. like something about their whole relationship is very seems very transcendent type shit. It seems like they in love with each other's like souls. Like it don't even seem like a sexy like your body turns me on type shit. It seems like some yeah, other type right. of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not sex driven like it don't seem everybody else's relationship yeah. is. Like, you know, they they've I don't I don't even know if they like really hooked up, hooked up. I mean, no, from what I could yeah. tell with her co- convo with the the fucking SoundCloud nigga, her and Rue have never even like what we would traditionally in the heteronormative, yeah. traditional, conventional right. ever actually fucked. Like, yeah. I think the closest we got was when uh, Rue kind of gave her a little bit of the, the rub and tug behind some Rubbing alley or some shit. Yeah. 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 But then I think um, Jules might have gave her head, but they didn't. Of course, you know, Zendaya, they ain't about to. They ain't showing it. Zendaya, Zendaya that got shit. the motherfucking <laughs> she she got the 90 degrees. She said, fuck a 360. We doing a, a one right corner angle. We're not doing none of that shit. She got the master contract over there, guy. That's crazy because everybody getting naked in that shit. It's euphoria, bro. Motherfuckers is doing cocaine off of a penis in that show. And yep. Zendaya said, Hey, y'all gonna have to figure something else out. Y'all gonna have to write a whole scene where everybody right. get naked. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to have Except me in the bathroom, <laughs> in a shower, fully clothed with a hoodie on, and figure out how to make it work. I remember right. watching that scene in that first episode and uh, of the second season and just being like, "They not gonna have Zendaya pull her titties out, is they? They not finna have her pull her titties out." And I was like, "Nah, they not finna. They not. They dragged her down the hall to another room to another sound line. No sense. Which made no sense at all. Like everybody get butt ass naked, get butt booty naked, yo." Come here. 
God damn it, I'm gonna take you in the shower. Oh no, what's he about to do? Turns on the fucking shower head. Pull off your hoodie, goddammit. It. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what was that? It just, it very much felt like, okay, this is this is Zendaya, the, the power of Zendaya, Zendaya's agent and contract fully at work because they have everybody I mean, out there. Except my boy know. Angus. My boy Angus, he, he he covered it up, but everybody else usually had their dick and balls out. Who was Angus? Um, Angus is Fez. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, just please refer to him as Fez because I was like, yo, who? Because I don't, fault, I'm, fault, I don't know fault. like actors. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, that's cool. That's cool. That's what yeah, That's But I, like, the way that they just have everybody's dicks out is actually kind of crazy. Because I remember you saying when you first started watching the show, like, it's a lot of dicks in this show. It's, it's low-key. I didn't really think about it because I was just like, oh, it's like a, it's a moderate amount of dicks. But it's like, nah, for bro. a TV show, it's an exorb Like, because we don't do male nudity in film. I mean, to be fair, we don't do genital nudity in general. Like, in general, genital yeah. nudity is considered quite egregious. We do yeah. female toplessness, but we only consider that nudity because it's female. Like, niggas have their shirts out more than women do in all films, really. That happens all the they time. They have their shirts off in teen and kid shows. I mean, Absolutely. Like nothing, it's not know? even an so, issue. You can 100% yeah. have a 13-year-old boy's, like, titties out, and nobody gives a fuck about that. 13-year-old girl's titties, immediate problem, you not know? At all. So, yeah. but with dicks and pussies, we don't really, that shit don't happen. And I don't even think they've really had no pussies in Euphoria, now that I think about it. They, you know what? No, they they have not shown a, a full frontal shot of any woman on that show. Come mm. to think about it, but but I, I will definitely say that they definitely do show more female genitalia in movies, oh. HBO series, you know, such and such across the board compared to male genitalia, like dick and balls. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not even comparable, I even if really it's not seen as much. A- I don't think I've ever seen a, a pussy on a movie. I've seen it like during a birth scene, maybe, but they now I've seen shit covered up by hair or like technically she's full frontal, but you can't really see. I've never been like, oh, oh yeah, man. that's that's some vulva. Rosario Dawson, she had a her full pussy frontal was scene. Out. Oh, oh yeah. in that, in that, in that magic movie, I remember her titties, but I don't remember her pussy being in it. I can't. Damn it! Oh man, I can't remember the name of that movie either. Um, it was the one with yeah, uh, with, was... with uh, Professor X, wasn't it? He lost his memory. I think yes. Yeah, I yeah, believe okay, I so. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah, what the fuck that movie was about. I just remember that. I just remember her titties. That's I the think, only I, thing I, I remember, remember from that movie. I remember yeah. the whole thing, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I said, "Oh shit!" I just remember her walking down the hallway, titties out, and I was like, "Fuck, she's got some nice titties. That's crazy mm-hmm. as fuck." She got some great New York boobs. Yeah. Speaking of titties, man, I think Sam is going to end up getting getting canceled off this show. Potentially, or he got to move. He got to move a certain type of way. Sam, Sam Levinson, the, the the motherfucker who makes the show Euphoria. Nah, he ain't getting canceled. Nah, you're probably right. But I it's just too, feel the like the show is too much of it's too of popular, a and too much of a success. Yeah, like because he, he's he's towing the line. It's very, it's very, yeah. he's, it's he's very on the line. the line, bro. He's very on the line, very much so. But at the but same time, we all watch canceled. it, so we can't be like, "How dare you?" Right, right. Like, That'd we be can't very be hypocritical. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's very uncomfortable. And then it's just sad to watch, too. It's like, damn. What's the shit that makes you sad when you watch it? For one, all the bad decisions. Mm. Like, it's just every episode is just filled with bad decisions. See, I'm and dumb because I don't even be noticing the bad decisions. Except for this most recent shit where Rue deci- like, decided to go yeah, full that goddamn. Was, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that, James yeah. St. Patrick was, and shit. Like, what the fuck I, are you doing? I don't know. Like, it was half and half. Like, I thought she had action to back up with her plan, but... This bitch just want to do drugs. What was her plan? Is she actually going to... Is her plan to just steal the drugs? 
Is that her? Surely that's Face. not her whole plan. That's what it's looking like. Bro, she gonna get she said, fully I murdered. I just do drugs for free. Exactly. And the old girl made it very clear like, hey, if you fuck yeah. me over, I'm going to make, I'm going to have you kidnapped and sold off to some very sick people. Some, I'm not fucking bro, around. D- that's, that's a scary ass threat. Like, I'll kill you is not as scary a threat as that shit. Yo, for real. And like, you know she's about that action. Like, you know that's not just a threat, nigga. I, this, that's a promise. What is I you, bro, will do this. The last time you was at this bitch house, you all you saw a uh, like another girl get her head slammed through the fucking drywall. Your homeboy had to get his dick pulled out. They fucking patted down a twelve year old, and your ass got roughed up and titties pulled out in a fucking shower. You ain't scared. Yeah. You can't want drugs Stupid. that bad. Just bad decisions. Uh, yeah, they do. They. they I guess that's, so. That's the, thing, that's the thing about drug acts, man. Like I they will do it, anything. Man. That's the thing about drug acts. They will really do anything to get I guess that. So, to get man. that but, but yeah, it's just like the whole, the shit ton of bad decisions. And I don't know if this is like, if this show is actually indicative of real life. I'm sure there are like cases in schools that kind of pop off like that. But it's just like, God damn. I think it probably is. You, yeah, yeah. Especially nowadays. Especially mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, Maybe more like, in the boy, past, low key. But go ahead. No, I, 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 I would, I would, because I get it. Like I was definitely having sex in high school, but just the rationale behind the having sex, and then just the, the, the quickness to just fuck a random dude and like just fucked up situations and what. You talking about Jules? No, nah. oh, yeah, that Jules. What yeah, that was one. Yeah, hell yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was yeah, yeah. The her yeah, to Nate that to too. Kyle situation is wild. But but shit be like that though. Like I like I know we're saying like because look, bro, I was trick or treating all the way into like eleventh grade, nigga. I, I came to Spirit Week with like a paper mache mask of Spider Man because I thought the shit was fly. I wasn't living that. I wasn't living that cool motherfucking drug <laughs> sex lifestyle, nigga. <laughs> Dorky as fuck. But I know that motherfuckers were living that lifestyle even then. Like, I feel like with the euphoria shit, I feel like we're probably seeing one side of the high school shit because I bet if you saw what. Lexi's like if you saw Euphoria through Lexi's lens yeah. of shit, it would be closer to what we experienced. Going to school, yeah. make doing a play, regular shit. You yeah. know, cause you we didn't hang out because it was drug head motherfuckers in high school. We just didn't hang out with the junkie motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was people like Big that doing that shit. So the euphoria shit is we just seeing all the crazy bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But at the same time, I feel like it's a little bit because even when I'm thinking back on my experience in high school, kids was doing like mainly like weed, drinking. Mm. But it wasn't like a lot of hard shit. I know a couple of them kids, you know, they probably had. They was doing the wild shit, know, yeah. That, you know, that, that book sugar, you know what I'm mm. saying? But I don't think it was just like, yo, tonight we're doing Molly Man. We got some motherfucking ketamine or like we got the, uh, what's that, fentanyl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. doing like hard shit, you know? I mean... Talking to women about their pasts makes me go, nah, this euphoria shit is 100% real. Yeah, it's 100% real. And putting some other shit into context that didn't at the time seem that wild of like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a sophomore in high school and my boyfriend, he's, you know, a drug dealer. Who'd... And it's like we would hear stories like that. And I'd just be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm... Did I you do the homework last night? It's Right. So – 
I think especially for women, especially for women, that involvement with like older men and what's what they got going on is fucking real as hell, man. Is fucking real, real as shit. Bro, it's crazy, my nigga, because they be out here with drug dealers in the streets. So in yeah. a different, I mean, in shit. a different county and shit, going to parties like with niggas. State they lines, don't know. nigga. State crossing state lines with niggas they don't even know or barely know. Just in the backseat, over the speed oh, limit. Just oh, this is interesting. Don't get killed. One hundred percent, bro. And that's what I'm saying, like, because I mean, this uh, this is such like a deeper conversation, but yo, like, it's that is for one, that's sick as fuck for like a dude that's like, if you like 16 and you fucking with a nigga that's like four years, like 20 and 21 can buy liquor legally. Why is he preying on like these young ass girls? But at the same time, I cannot fully take, you know, not put some onus on the individual because it's kind of like, you know, Dave Chappelle said, you know, well, how old is 15 really, you know? Because, like, you still can think rationally, oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I think I, th- I think it's a complicated one in, in a way, yeah. but I yeah. think it's complicated, but it's not complicated. Like, you can kind of get into all of the, like, well, what is adolescence? And, you know, at 21, you're really actually not even your fully developed self and blah, 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 and all that kind of shit. And you can get real complicated with it. But my view is just like, we put lines in the sand because we know if you just let everybody do whatever the fuck they want to do, shit's not going to go well. So here's the line Mm -hmm. in the sand. This is what's going to keep everybody safe. It's like seatbelts. You're not going to need it most of the time. But if you get into a crash, you're going to wish it was there. So yeah, you can start saying like, okay, well, cool. Because it's 16. I, I I was thinking, I, I I I knew situations to avoid and shit like that. But yeah. I think you just go look. That's the line. If you like twenty one or some shit like that, you know that that's on you to 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 handle yourself and not create situations like that. Not have yeah, motherfucking yeah, high schools yeah. high schoolers in your circle while you're fucking selling drugs and shit like that. I mean, simple as that. Fuck the, fuck the drugs too. But I mean, hell, even just off of age alone. You oh know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because I I could never. Do you, do you think in this show that they over? Do you think that they're doing damage how sexually explicit they are portraying kids because or, or not kids but teens because I think a lot of people are arguing like this is this seems like Sam Levinson enacting some sort of strange fetishism um child pornography borderline child pornography type yeah. shit and I'm like part of it is this sort of fetishization or or a, a, an obsession with youth and sexuality and the the strangeness of it and the forbiddenness and the tabooness of it, but it's also reality. Um, and I'm not saying that we should necessarily echo reality, but it's like, it's not, these aren't fantasy. I, I don't think, I, I, I think that the shit that is being shown here is reality. Maybe it's a yeah. more interesting aspect of reality, but I think yeah. every single thing we've seen happen in this show is happening and has happened in American high schools all Absolutely. across the, the nation. Yeah, I, and I, do I, agree I don't think you. it's just a 2020 thing. Because kids before for this, sure. and you look about what New York was like in the 70s, motherfuckers was out here doing this same shit since the 50s. I'll stand on that, man. There's always exceptions to the rules, so you absolutely. Like, there's, you're going to find, like, an example if you look for it. But, yeah, bro, because, like, the showing characters who are depicted as minors and teens in such a super-sexualized fashion, like, mm. actually fucking... Just dicks and balls everywhere talking about taking dick pics, which I actually did kind of like, you know. Take, I was like, oh, this okay, okay this is some good advice. I, I mean, technically, I'm taking it from a high schooler, but I mean, but she's not really a high school, but I mean, right, right. technically, a grown man wrote these lines, so I can take yeah. it. 
That's not weird if you take dick pic advice from a portrayal of a high schooler, right? That's that's normal. I mean, hey, good advice is good advice. Good advice is good advice. That's not. I didn't really think that deep on that. I was like, well, that's, that's actually smart. a good tip. I don't might, you know, much. if I ever, I don't send dick pics, but if I ever did, make sure I have like a guitar in the corner. Mm. Make sure I got like a water bottle next to it. Cool. But but the thing that fucked me up was, of course, all the dicks at first. I had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> Jesus. But, but we see more dicks has, that, like. Just off porn, we see dicks constantly. Nah, 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 nah. that's different. That's different. That's different, bro. Like you Why know what you're that? getting into. You okay. know what you're getting into. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you sign up for watching porn, like. And do I don't you know process about, the dick differently on the based on the context? I think you probably yeah, absolutely. Because mm. for one, a lot of when I watch porn, it's kind of like pseudo me imagining it's my dick. Yes. Like I don't even like to watch if a, if <laughs> if it, if it's a porn with a dude with like a a, a real. Small dick, I can't. I got, he ain't beating that thing up, right? I can't. Oh, this, this, okay. This, 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 okay, you know, okay. Okay, I see you. This is a shame. I, nigga said, I can't relate, bro. I can't relate to this. Can't. <laughs> we see you with the smooth with it. Nigga said, I can't relate. <laughs> it's also never no uncircumcised niggas in porn these days. Yeah, dude. I don't see it that often. I mean, maybe I don't notice it because the dicks usually spend most of their on-screen time erect, so you don't really know. It, of course, like the majority of them are definitely Major- circumcised. No, actually, nah, man. Ninety percent of the time, they don't be having the the, the hoodie. Maybe my porn selection is just you know on another more eclectic. Anyway. You know, know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, I don't know. Your girls but, and yours be but, having having hairy armpits. Is everybody nah, just out natural? That's like a fetish, you know, like a certain thing. Like, oh, I'm looking for like something real earthy and natural tonight. Like, like, that's kind of wild. Bush, that's Bush a fetish. That. That's a that's a whole other topic, but just to get back topic, on yeah. the original thing, um, yeah. what really had me truly conflicted when I had to like really mentally process this and try to make the divide was the first time when they showed Cassie's titties. Because mm. because just off the rip, I'm like, I said, damn, just objectively, I said, them are some nice titties. I said, those are some, those are some, those are some great New York boobs. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. This is a fucking child, and you know I don't I don't do that shit. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, ain't no way in hell they got like a real child, like a real minor, showing. That her was the first thing camera. I saw so, when she first yeah. took in season one when she took some nudes. I was like, okay, cool, they're gonna show her taking the nudes. They're not going. And I was like, yo, that's your titties, bro. What the fuck is you doing? Like yeah. that that was my first kind of feeling when I saw that. Yeah, so it's like, wait, I'm I'm sure she's got to be like twenty something, like you know. Yeah. Whatever, but it's just still the fact of no, because you're being placed in the mind that these are minors, and but they're sh- showing so much sexuality and skin. Mm. So it's kind of like, how do I process this or make it make sense in my mind? You know, th- they be showing that girl. I mean, a lot of them, but they no, nah, they it have heard time when they was just lot. like yo for no it reason. Like, hey. It don't even be relevant to the plot half the time. I'm right. like, bro, like put your titties up, bro. All like they the just angles be- too. <laughs> For no, yeah, for no reason. <laughs> that scene in the bathroom where her and Nate was fucking was like, bro, you got your titties resting on his. This is just comical, bro. Like, this don't even seem necessary. But at the same yeah. time, it kind of makes sense because it's like that. That's what these situations really do look like. So it's like it's kind of about realism to an extent. Yeah. But at the same time, but the other scenes, yeah. they don't do that shit. So it's just like, you know, I think because they, they don't have Zendaya in every type of situation. Her titties stay tucked like you know yeah no skin same with alexa i don't even think we haven't seen whose titties have we even seen on the show we see a bunch of randoms titties but we don't really see like we didn't see alexa's titties or none of them yeah did we see cats 
Mm, I don't know. That's just oh uh, yeah. Uh, I don't even. I, uh, just, even just to ask that question just kind of made me cringe a little bit. But yeah, they all grown. Yeah, in real life, and yeah. that's the you know the divide you have to make. But mm-hmm. um, but still, like I think I I don't know, but I just know like it's it's still like we've seen a lot more of the other cast members, mm. guy and girl, than Lex, Lexi, and Zendaya. Yeah. Now I was just thinking about some shit that you said earlier about grown niggas and or like niggas just out of high school being with women in high school or girls in high mm-hmm. school. Um, cause Fez, he grown, ain't he? Yo, that was I asked this question to somebody else, but I got two. He's young, but sources. he's okay. It was from the show too, because at one point Zendaya, when she was doing her little narrating bit, she said that Fez was a high school, was a grown ass high school dropout or something like. He it implied that he was older mm. than everybody else, and he dropped out. Mm. But then Zendaya said when she was narrating about Lex, Lexi or whatever her name is, that she hadn't had a connection or talked to somebody, have someone talk to her that was her age, referencing Fez. So I don't know how old this nigga is in See, the show. Cause, okay, because first of all, you can be a high school dropout at 16. That's the first yeah, thing. Sure. So sure. I'm assuming he's younger, but I don't know. what. There's really no way for us to fully know. But like literally, you can at 15, you can drop out and just start living life if you want to. And you could just be moving through these streets and it's whatever. And if you don't need a GED or a high school diploma to do what you do, which in his line of work you don't, then you could just support your grandmother, support your little brother, and it's whatever. So he could very well be 16, 17, 18. We don't know. I was Absolutely. assuming he was more like 19, 20, 21. Because That's what he, I was thinking. He runs a liquor store, from from my understanding, which in order to do that, you would have to be at least 21, I think. A convenience store. but yeah. A convenience store. Well, the convenience store sells liquor, though, don't it? Absolutely. But so you would have to be at least 21 to sell, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I yes. would think. You know? I, would, I would imagine so. Or at least eighteen, would, would maybe, because there are some. But yeah, but the details, details. But um, <laughs> oh, actually, with the with the alcohol, with the ATF, what do they say about whether or not you can <laughs> pull out a whole fucking legal <laughs> shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck the episode. Let's just go into fucking alcohol serving laws in America. Um, but when they said someone your age, I'm like seventeen and nineteen is the same age. Like the delineation, if we like. I don't know if it's a controversial thing to say it. Y'all are in the same age group. Like y'all have the di- the division of high school graduation, but y'all are very much having the same experience. Y'all are literally in the same fucking generation. Both them niggas is Gen Z. Like, so when they said that, I wasn't thinking, oh, that means he's a kid kid. It just means they're close in yeah. age. They're not more than two, three years apart. Yeah, yeah. But is that, sure, is that wild sure. to say? Because I feel like that's just. Mm, no, it's not wild to say, but. Uh... I guess for me, like, I guess maybe, I don't know where along the lines, like, the delineation happened for me in my mind of, I'm not going to talk to a girl, like, yeah, two years ain't that big of a deal, but I'm 19, and she's oh, no, I, she I can't completely even agree. Like 18 year yeah, old, you no. know. Yeah, yeah, but but I know, like, niggas, niggas do that all the time, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, you're, and at the same time, like, they are still part of the same generation, and two years ain't shit, but it's still when you're, like, kind of still that young. Mm. That's kind of um, that's when I was that age. It was kind of a little weird for me. Oh yeah, to, I agree. Even even you know, motherfuckers so who know. used to and I used to think this shit was hella weird. I never went back to my high school after I graduated. Um, I always thought that Same. was real weird. Motherfuckers who came back to visit, but I guess I don't know. That's that is maybe more of a corniness thing than maybe what you're talking about. But yo, some shit I wanted to talk about is 
in the scene where Ali confronts Rue and Rue says, well, you know, good thing nobody's looking for you to be a parent. And then he's like, yo, what the fuck did you just say to me? Nah, we don't we do not do this. You don't yeah. get to use some shit that I told you against yeah. me. Don't ever say some shit like that to me again. And Rue's like, what you gonna do? You gonna hit mm-hmm. me? And he's just like, he just go, he he gets like angry and Fist sad ball. and upset all at the same time, like on some, like she just, she basically, I mean, cause really, he, flipped it. he was like, oh. if you really want to get into it, that was a line. Like just based on their whole experience together, that little line all together. And I didn't even realize it until I, cause you have you seen that in between like uh, episode zero of season two? Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. so there's what? a uh, episode there's zero of season two. Episode zero of season two, because I think that's that line is actually a reference to it. I don't know if it happened mm-hmm. in season one, but it's Rue and Ali sitting a side by side in a cafeteria or like a diner or whatever, and they just have this in depth conversation. The whole episode is just them talking, and so he tells her about his life story. They talk about religion. They talk about yes. death, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And and what death yeah. means. I remember and that. Get into the existential elements of it. And he talks about how he lost his family and he gets on a call with his girls during the, during that period. And we see, we see kind of behind who he is as a person, that line that Rue says of what are you going to do? Are you going to hit me? Just encapsulated every bit of weakness that he had given her every aspect of like power that he had in that relationship between the two of them and just deflated it to like, you're a junkie. The reason you're here friends with a 17-year-old girl is because you fucked up and destroyed your life. And the teenage girls that would have been in your life that you would have had this relationship with, you destroyed. And you want to try and flex your fatherly muscle in this relationship with me. And what you're doing right now is re-rearing up those patterns that you probably haven't really gotten into in years to interact with me. And I'm reminding you of that. So I'm just holding up a mirror. This is what you look like right now. You're in a dark alley screaming at a 17-year-old girl about what the fuck she owes you. And I kind of felt like even though it was fucked up what she did, I kind of was on, not on her side, but like, in a way. I understand what you're saying. It was still, it was like, you know, like you said, like it was was still fucked up. That's a very fucked up thing to say. I agree. To somebody? You know what I mean? Rue is low-key toxic as fuck. Because when she wants some drugs or is she... High key. I I, High I think a lot. Of, I, I think a lot of her shit is unintentional. But I feel like the way that she talked to Angus and Ali when she's Chucky. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. But I feel like I haven't really seen her be that crazy, super duper, vind- like okay. cruel, toxic. Except those two times, she's been dysfunctional, no, 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 no. neglectful. But those are the only two times I can think of where she was like really fucked up. Mean Bruh, to she people. almost got Fez, his brother killed, on more than one occasion. Just doing hella dumb shit. Like, bro, Rue was fucked up. Like, I mean, mm. that's, and of course, like, that's not a secret, but like, yeah. she is toxic as fuck. I know. I, Super I, toxic. It's high key toxic. I mean, like, okay. I get what you see. Toxic please, and please, cruel please, are please, different please. things. What that's what I'm saying. What I, should have, I shouldn't have used the word toxic. I should say cruel. Okay, cool. I haven't seen, she's been dumb. She's been neglectful, yeah. selfish, but I've only seen her be cruel Super twice. Super dumb. Uh, well, her mom. Oh, her damn! Now nah, you're right. <laughs> she keeps talking. You're right. She done. She done says some vindictive, well, cruel ass shit to like multiple people. Yeah. Cause she knows how to fucking turn those. She knows how to find that little shit that you said somewhere and just be like, "Yeah, that's why your mama's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you a junkie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why your daughter's and, uh, ain't in your life. Yeah, that's why you're not in school, motherfucker. You stupid and, motherfucker. Uh, fuck her when her mom had that boyfriend. Mm. 
And she was like, I hate the fact that you're even here sitting in my daddy's seat. Like, she basically, fuck you. Like, you know. Mm. Damn. But yeah, 100%, man. But I, I, I kind of felt for her. I kind of felt for the situation because I feel like Ali is, he's playing daddy in their relationship. I don't think that he deserved yeah. what she did. And I think that even though she's 17 and he's 54, mm. that doesn't mean that she can't hurt him. And what she said was cruel. And what she said took his weakness and pitted it back against him, even when he was just trying to really stand up for his boundaries in order to be able to help her. Because he was just trying to mm-hmm. relate to her so he could see what's mm-hmm. going on with her. Um, but I think that he had a little bit too much dip on his chip. I, I think that he, in that moment, forgot that you ain't that child's daddy. Like, you were not her father, bro. And he tried to he tried to, to to puff his chest like he was, and she put him in his place. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm from the from the exact point that you're making, you're absolutely correct. You know, um, it's just still the fact that this man is trying to help. He is, and he, he is, is a, being a positive role model in your life. Yep, in a very dark, dark place that you're in. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's it's kind of for me, I guess. The 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 positivity and the help that he's trying to bring trumps him maybe overstepping his boundaries, trying to act like a parent. Oh, I agree. Not. I agree. Cause she needs Cause that like, shit. You know, you know. Rue Rue need a motherfucking father in her life, nigga. <laughs> like if anybody on yeah. that show need a dad, it's Rue. Like she needs a fucking father fit. Like when we talk about fatherless behavior, bro, it's she needs a father figure, somebody to just hang out with and have these conversations and shit. Huh? Yeah. Ooh, Cassie is a strong contender, bro. You think so, man? Because I, I, like, I've met some Cassies in a way. Cassie got some daddy issues, bro. (sighs) Is that how you would describe it? Because I've, I've, I've met a few women who were like how Cassie is and I, I feel for Cassie I feel like I I mean yeah, that's the good thing about this show I feel for too. every single character on this show even the most fucked the, up motherfuckers I feel every single one of them Nate. I'm like even bro even not especially Nate but like Nate is like yeah. he's the most evil fucked up yeah. nigga on the thing and they still don't make him a villain they still like no yeah I'm sorry because that sorry. scene when he was in the hospital bed and Rue was narrating and she was like you know Nate fantasizing about how he wishes his own father, Cal, would just die and that he's not going to fuck up his kid the way Cal mm-hmm. fucked him up and the way Cal's father fucked him up. And I was like, man, I, I, I feel you on that. Even because you a villainous motherfucker, bro. Nate, you were you were you were really an evil motherfucker. But in, in Nate's head, he's like, I'm going to raise my boy right, though. And you know, he's not. <laughs> the, that's the that is the acting though like that's the genius of these actors because everybody is mm. everybody is acting their ass off but oh. but the kid mm-hmm. the guy who plays nate his task as an actor was to still bring empathy into that character for his mm. even though with him doing so many evil deeds and like him being so fucked up like when you can still make someone empathize with you and feel sorry for you even though you've done all this fucked up shit like that yeah. is great acting like to bring that empathy into that character who is so and shit kudos to the director's writing like cuz i mean acting is one like acting is the the spearhead but to write that story oh, like sure, of sure, how sure. Nate saw his dad's sex tapes and learned mm-hmm. how to manipulate and learned how to dominate and learned what masculinity was and and all of that kind of shit from his father while still being a victim of his father's masculinity mm-hmm. is like, you get it. And then you see Cal's, bro, the fact that they showed us Cal's backstory, I'm like, man, I feel for this nigga too. Yeah. Like, 
I feel for this nigga too because I, I didn't realize that was Nate's dad until later on. But yeah, mm, all the wrestling when they did this. Because I, yeah, I don't, like, you know, names. You know what I'm saying? For so sure, like, for sure. It's Cal. Why does someone? I do be having I, to Google I, shit I, because they got it's so many characters in this show. I be having to Google like, oh, who is this character? Blah blah blah. But yeah. to just be gay in, I'm assuming it was probably the 80s and shit. Or not gay. I guess he's bisexual. But to be bisexual in the 80s and to you know. To look over at your best homie and be like, damn, this motherfucker gets me, but like, I really think I like romantically am also in love with him. And to yeah. never be sure and then to have a moment, like that moment in the bar where it's just like, yeah. nah, we feel the same way about each other. It's yeah, like, yeah, nigga. Yeah. And then your girl, who you also like, you enjoy, you enjoy the sex, it's cool, yeah. call you up and be like, hey, so this is our life together now. Damn. Because I know that nigga woke up happy, like, damn, I done figured out who I'm going to be. It's a whole, I'm gonna move to California with my homeboy and we're gonna be happy and gay and I'm gonna be free of this toxic fucking father figure that's over me. And then she get that, I'm, you know, I'm late text. And it's like, late text, yeah. Fuck. Should have wore latex. And now it's like, that's it. That's, here's your new life. And now you got a baby boy who you about to do the exact same shit to. Have this nigga psychopathic as fuck trying to navigate his own sexuality. Hell, maybe worse. I think he Nate do seem true. Nate. You're right. Nate does seem. I mean, we haven't Nate seen all right. of what Cal has done. True, but true. Nate is on some serial killer shit, bro. Nate is on some yeah, serial killer man. shit with some of the shit that he does because he he beat the dog shit out of that nigga and manipulated him and blackmail like that's so that's bad, some buddy. bro because he, so he was bro. so innocent. He was so innocent. Damn, he beat the fuck out of that. And see, that's why I'm like, bro. uh, That's why I'm like, nineteen and seventeen ain't that different, bro. Because that Mm. nigga was twenty two, and he had two teens destroy his life on purpose, nigga. Like, you know, I I feel really bad because I mean, I felt bad for that. He was a victim. He was uh, from 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 day one to the bottom. He was a victim. You were, but you, bro, you were at a high school party. These was it a, okay? Was it a, of, was it a high school party? It that's, was that's, absolutely a high school party. Ooh, okay. Well, then that 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 changes things. Absolutely a high. School I thought it was party. like a mixed type of. We don't know. You know, it's just it's just a young person's party. A high schooler was throwing the party, basically. But uh, you know, of course, you got like, but uh, it was a, a yeah, high schooler was throwing you, the party. At twenty-two, if you at a high school party, just trusting a girl to be eighteen, you yeah, kind of. I mean, you can't you can't expect that her boyfriend's a goddamn serial killer psychopath nigga that's gonna goddamn blackmail you, beat beat you basically into unconsciousness, and then put you put you in jail on top of that. You like you're not expecting yeah. that shit like that, but. Yeah, Shit. I mean, some of the onus is on you, buddy. But at the same I time, agree. I get it. You know, you're drunk. You know, some girl that sounds pretty hot, you know, starts flirting with you, wants you to smash her. But in the pool? I mean, are you going to be picky about the location, big dog? I mean, bro, it depends on the situation. I've yeah. done some I've, I've done some things. Yeah, I'm I'm, but, I'm uh, sure you have. If somebody bad of age and consensual is like, yo, I'm trying to ride this dick in this pool, and you're like, oh, actually, I that doesn't make me very comfortable. I I'd rather not. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. But I'll give you a call. It also yeah, does, true, I can also fair. see myself being like, no, let's actually just go somewhere else. Or like, what she did? She started tripping. Like, well, you know, I'm actually kind of good on this because they're that's true. around it. I'm part of problem. That's true. But once again, it just depends on the situation. Now you're right. Because if you said to a girl, I'm uncomfortable, and she started tripping about you not fucking her, that would make me be like, oh, I'm definitely not Even fucking more, you now. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not fucking you. Because you, you sure. definitely going to hit me with some 
it's going you, you you're going to be a danger to me. Yeah, you going you going to be yeah. a danger to my physical safety. I guarantee it. I'm trying to get away from you. Hell no. Nah. So yeah, I agree. I agree. He's de- he's definitely got some some shit there. But but yeah, I, I, yeah I, just... I, I feel for him in a in a in a in a way. But I think he's. I think also you know even though you're empathetic, at some point you just got to go. Sorry, man. Consequences got to come for you. You know, because everybody's got a everybody's got a sob story. There are a few people who just born straight out the womb different, but most people is from trauma, and it's like, sorry, man. I know you're the victim of monsters, but at some point you became the monster, and the townspeople gotta gotta come get you. Nah, bro. I I, I wouldn't even take it that far with him. Really? You think he's still good, not, redeemable? Not with not with the old boy that, huh? Oh, oh no, sorry. I'm talking about Nate. I'm talking about Nate, not the. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about old boy that got his ass whooped. Oh no, 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 no. I think he. Nah, he's got. He's. he's oh yeah, he's, Nate. He's, yeah. I was waiting for Nate to get his. I was. I've been waiting for Nate to get his. Bro, Fez and, beat the dog yeah, shit out yeah, that nigga, yeah. bro. Fez that beat that nigga so bad he woke up to a new life. <laughs> They woke up to a new life and a he new being. He woke up in love like, you know, with another woman. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. It's like, you know what? This shit just ain't worth it, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, you know what, Maddie? Fuck, uh, fuck it. I'm in love with Cassie now. <laughs> I'm in love with But speaking of, that shit is messy as fuck, bro. I mean, because it's but it's still like Cassie just be making the worst fucking decisions. Like they ever. said, she don't know how to say no when she want to say yes. And I think that's a that's a big fucking problem yeah. in people's lives. Motherfuckers who don't know how to say no when they want to say yes. Was that how they worded it? That's that's how that's how I think Rue in narration over top of her and Maddie talking said that yeah, Cassie but- didn't know how to say no when she wanted to say yes. The way I'm looking at it is like she wanted to say na- yes to Nate. She kept wanting to say yes to Nate. She's curious about him. He's an attractive, cool ass motherfucker. It's forbidden. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, it kind of feels like she's somebody that wants to say yes to things, wants to try shit out and will just do it instead of being like, nah, this is going to hurt somebody that I care about. Nah, this ain't going to work out for me. No, this is dangerous. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But it's just like, Jesus, bro. Cause like, it's not even to the point where she wants to say no. Like she's putting herself in certain positions. Like that episode when she fucked Nate, and like they was driving in the car, like they was mm. Nate saw her at the gas or at the convenience store, yeah. and you know got her a drink or whatever. And then they rode to the party together, and Nate was driving all crazy and shit. But mm. she got excited and turned on, and she like yep. took her fucking panties off. And yeah. then like just I'm like uh, yeah, I'm turned on, baby. Like oh, hang out the window. Like, fully white girl turned on, <laughs> right? You know, oh the my danger God. is so hot. Uh, yes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, but I'm, I was just like, because I had that, I'm like, man, because it's just like just the level of um, I had a, I had to ask a girl, I mean, like, damn, is it really like that? Like, do y'all, like, you know. I really like that shit because I, I I know for a fact like some women get turned on by like crazy da- danger, uncertainty. Men like, do too. It's exciting. Men do exactly, too, bro. For sure. Like I have definitely you know been one hundred percent. Yeah, we do the exact same with that shit. But Jesus, I guess I guess I guess it's just like when you see it because you seen Lexi too because Lexi was a little bit wet when she seen Angus goddamn beat the meat off uh Nate's face. She was she a was li- she was ah uh, she was in between, bro. She was know. in between, dog. I th- I think she was a little bit like curious. She wasn't horrified of me because she showed up to the fucking convenience store, like trying to ask this nigga on a date. She, uh, yeah. 
I think she that shit is. made her more interested, not less. Well, yes. Yes. She wasn't she wasn't true, like, oh true, my God, true. I'm I'm doubt she was like conflicted in her mind. How could somebody be so sweet to me and also so savagely barbarically violent? I gotta go to the convenience store. I got I got me gotta get I gotta potato chips. I don't know. I need a mountain. I, got, I gotta get my I gotta put on my detective hat. We gotta work this <laughs> we gotta through, figure girl. Like, this out, women, yeah. women love being detectives, nigga. They love a goddamn crime to solve. Yes. She was they like, I gotta I gotta get to the yeah. bottom of this. Yeah, for sure. And you know that that's that's also part of that, kind of like that toxic excitement that we all look for. You know, it, I think it varies in what it looks like for men versus women. True. I, I, but you know, I, I really fuck with, I really fuck with uh, Fez and Elliot. Who's Elliot? Elliot is actually the guy who I kind of. Oh, he's the if SoundCloud I was supposed, nigga. If I was going to be any character in Euphoria, I would be Elliot. Yeah, you definitely, I could see you being Elliot or maybe, uh, I could see you maybe being CK. Like not in a mm. yeah, I could definitely see you being CK. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be CK. I know, I know you would. Like in terms of the shit that <laughs> happens to him, but just the way you talk about how you think about things, I could see you being him. But that okay. But before <laughs> we we can yeah, go, let's yeah, go ahead I and, and pay some bills you. real quick, and then we can get back to this bit. Do you wanna you wanna tell the people something real quick? Oh yeah, let's do it. Um, let's let's just knock this out real quick. All right. So once again, waving a red flag coming back at you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'd like to wish you a happy 2022 from our friends over at Manscaped to help you or that special guy or gal in your life with their new grooming routine. So why don't you join us and the other 4 million men around the world in our quest for better dingling and ball hygiene this year as we bring to you the new and improved Lawnmower 4.0, which is great for shaving loose skin, helping to reduce nicks, ingrown hairs, and other unsightly grooming accidents. And make sure you take advantage of the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and the great smelling crop reviver that can you that you can actually use as a pick me up refresher. So be sure to pick up your Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 with free shipping by going to manscaped.com using our promo code RedFlag for a whole 20% off. That's right, a whole 20% off. So once again, that is manscaped.com promo code RedFlag for 20% off on your new and better balls. Cop that shit. All the links are in the description. Just click that. Go over there. Grab what you want. Hit him with the code, 20% off, free shipping. All right, so. Yep. Elliot, you think that would be who you would be? I feel like you know almost, what? It's like one of the, who I would even be. I don't even know. Think about that one, but. Because I also kind of feel what? like I'm I could so relate to because, CK no, Because you would be Elliot. You would be Elliot. You would actually be Elliot. I, uh, if, if it yeah, was like I reality, see if you that didn't too. have a choice, like you would definitely be Elliot, and I would be fucking CK, and I would be, because uh, I, would, I would want to mm. be Elliot. I, I see where you're, I kind of see where you're coming from. Cause there's elements of because Elliot because you all. seem like a not a you seem like a um a gentle soul in a good way. Like I would say of the niggas on this podcast, you seem like the like the the nigga with the best heart, if that makes sense. And I feel like Elliot seems like that type of nigga, you know? Thank you. Um, but I cause I, I say that you would be Elliot. You would be the the the, the top choice for Elliot over me because you're extremely artistic, creative. And you're already very um, aware of the uh, the social climate and just oh, being shit, in tune with, on. you know, like the 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 gender stuff and and, yeah, okay, and like fair. sexuality and whatnot and like being very open and communicative, and, like just the way that you communicate and articulate things. And a part of me of that wants to be Elliot like, because of, is out of admiration mm. because he's able to clearly articulate even when he was like thrown into a very awkward situation, a very awkward ass conversation with um that shit was weird as hell bro like i know i know 
I know yeah, it, was it was meant to be very. But like, I loved how he handled it though. He, see, I definitely wouldn't have handled it like that. When you think about that scene, it's meant to be like sort of removed, like on some Wes Anderson shit. Like it's like it's meant to be a stylized situation, not like a real life situation. Kind of like when they do the cuts to yeah, like yeah, yeah. the class on yeah. on dick pics. It's meant to be like a funny vignette. If if you, if a girl that you was talking to on some friendly shit, if her partner cornered you and questioned you about your intentions with them, we're throwing hands, bro. Light in your face. With a light in your face, we're throwing hey, girl, hands, I been bro. Defensive as fuck. I would have been. I would have been like, who the fuck are you talking to, bro? Like I would have misgendered her and shit. Like I would have been hella offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is you talking about, bro? Like, <laughs> you a nigga, right? <laughs> yeah, I would have been. I would have been toxic as fuck in that situation. If, but at the same time, there was like a gentle. There was a gentle vulnerability to Jules and Rue's appro- approach to him that was almost like it felt like an invitation yeah. to friendship. And the fact that they're both women, I think men are always a lot less fr- threatened by women. So if, you, if your homegirl's girlfriend felt threatened by you and wanted to ask your intentions, I think most men are going to respond to that a lot less wild. But if, if your homegirl's nigga corners you and goes, do you want to fuck my girl? We're throwing hands, bro. That's weird as fuck. Mm. So mm. I can see yeah. if... Yeah. Okay. I don't want to just jump to like straight up we throwing hands. No, I mean, I, I, I metaphorical, like, proverbial hands. The, the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, actually. Like, it's yeah, going to be some static. It's going to be, exactly. It's going to be a lot more tension. It's going to be a lot more, whoa, 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 I'm not, whoa, I'm, not I'm not happening. playing into this interview. Like, we're not, right, like, whatever you right, think right. this interaction is about doing, to be, it's bro. not about to be that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this, just the fact, because, and that's one thing that, because I'm with you. I would have definitely been defensive. I'm like, who the fuck is you? Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Like, who, who is, what? Nigga? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, like, say, seeing how he interacted and answered those questions and then, yeah. like, even, like, his banter and his wittiness mm. with, like, yo, yes, well, shit, that's fucked up. Like, man, you done fucked, like, a thousand niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, and you know, been gang-banged like, by the galaxy. That shit was fucked Right, yeah, fuck. yeah, right. So, but, in, and I was just like, damn, like, you can actually you you don't have to resort to like a defensive like you can if you know if you have like the vernacular i get i get it you know what i'm saying like you can you can play their own game and then still win at their game or like you know yeah see yeah but i'm 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 definitely not that mature in turn in that way but if if it came up in another kind of way if someone was just like hey like if 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 if, if she didn't have the light and she was just like Mm -hmm. hey here's how i'm feeling and we just want to have this conversation then I'd be like, yeah, cool. Let's let me, I'll, you know, cool. I understand how you're feeling this way. Like male friends of your girlfriend can always feel potentially like a threat. I understand. And the fact that you were willing to come to me to talk about it, I get it. Let me see what I can do to, to help assuage these concerns. I'm with you. But I feel for this nigga, for this nigga CK, bro. This, this, I feel like this nigga CK is all of us. Like he seems to me, like him and Lexi seem like the closest analogies to like a real person. And Ethan. Ethan. And Ethan. Who's Ethan? Ethan is Ethan. Ethan is Ethan Cat's girl? Yeah, Cat's boy. Cat's boy. Cat's boy. Yeah. yeah, Man, man, I feel sorry for him too, man. I feel bad for that nigga. He get yeah, he down. Or maybe even I feel bad for her. Cause I get it. Like it's we always talk about not wanting to be the broccoli, but it sucks to not want the broccoli, bro. Like, and Uh she needs it. You know what I'm saying? She's not she's not she's not enjoying herself. And she's having a bad time, doesn't like herself, and is fantasizing about something that doesn't serve her. This nigga Ethan is like kind and nice. Maybe he might be bad in bed, I don't know. But otherwise, he's he's what everybody wants their life to look like, but doesn't necessarily always arouse them. 
He's what everyone wants their life to look. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. Absolutely, and then that that even leads to the fucked up, not fucked up because I don't like. It's neither good nor bad in nature, but depending on the outcome. But anyway, what Maddie said, she's like, I'm jealous. I'll never have that. Like, there's no darkness. It's just love. Like, it's mm. just it's just pure. Like, there's it's just light. Like, it's just love. Like, there's no darkness in that, and I'll never have that. But at the same time, I don't want that. I want the darkness. Mm. Oh yeah, Maddie wants the darkness. I, she, 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 she. she Maddie that, is the darkness. To be, to be true. fair, she's bringing but that's, the darkness. I think that's a lot of. That's what a lot of. Not a lot of women. Fuck it. A lot of women. Not saying that all women or even the majority of women. But I think we can. I think that we can say like a lot of darkness. people. Therefore, a lot of women have these traits. Yeah. I think that's fair. including men too. Including men yeah. too. I feel like including men. Like a lot of people in general want that darkness in their love. Mm. It's 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 appealing. Is, it's a it's totally appealing because I think a lot of what we see in romance is in order to have a romance story, every single romance story that I've ever seen, and I love romantic dramas, there has to be a challenge. It like low key is one of my favorite genres. There has to be a challenge, a deadline, uh uh um an an adversary, something that's in the yeah. way of y'all's love. Cause you're not gonna sit up here and watch two hours of some motherfuckers just watching Netflix and making breakfast. It's always right. got to be some shit. So when you think of like these really great uh, romantic dramas, a lot of times it's the queer shit because these niggas are oppressed. So you look at Moonlight, A Portrait of a Lady on Fire, uh, not Cowboy Bebop. What's that shit called? Brokeback Mountain. Those kind of movies are very much <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> Don't it sound like that's what that movie would be? Like I'm don't Cowboy anime. Bebop like sound how like, you, like how you're a comic nerd? I'm an anime nerd. And no, not at all. <laughs> like, I was like, wait, wait Bro. a minute. <laughs> Bro, the title Spike of- was the straightest <laughs> nigga. <laughs> but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, broke back mountain. <laughs> broke back mountain because it's like your your love has to overcome some challenge, and so mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Rue and Jules. Their their love has to overcome Rue's uh, addiction, and so if you remove that darkness, you don't have a story anymore. You don't have a tale. You don't have a romantic drama because there's no drama and so all of what we look at in movies of what love looks like is there's something in the way and whether that's y'all or the situation it has to be there so i i understand the appeal love is supposed to have that excitement yeah or we're told it's supposed to have that excitement yeah 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 i mean there should be some excitement in there but it doesn't have that excitement doesn't necessarily have to come from a dark place i agree but i think you know, a lot of people be drawn to the darkness. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 tantalizing. It's forbidden. You know, it's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. You know? Do you feel like but you're drawn to it, or certain aspects, but not totally? Because a lot of this shit. If I was, like, I would be such a fuckboy. I'm not. I'm not really into all that, all that drama and bullshit. I, mm-hmm. I don't like drama, toxicity. You know, in my life, so I, I try yeah. to minimize it as much. You know, as much as I can. I'm not really into that, but I do. You know, of course, I want to have like things. I, I want things to be exciting, and I could actually be because I could be like the dark person or like the, to somebody. the, the darkness to somebody else. But for sure. To me, it's just like, oh, no, that's, that's nothing crazy. Like, that's regular. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah and for my it's not frame, toxic. Scope, it's definitely edible. Come on. Right. Like, right. It's like, shit. So what if I drink? And I yeah. like, yeah, when I'm drunk, I'm lit. You know, I'm having yeah, a good time. Like, on. you know, like, you don't, come on. Like, you're, you're fucking prude. Like, what are you doing? Like, what I mean, are you I mean, I'm, it's not gas lighting. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's gas warming. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't want right. to be warm. You don't want the gas on a little bit. You over there chilly. You sit by the fire? Yeah, come on. By the fire? This ain't a this ain't no gas lighting. This a goddamn. This a fireplace. It's a wood fire. (laughs) 
like gas lamp. This is a fireplace. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> yeah, so I could absolutely see that. But I, I think also for me, I definitely romanticize not necessarily toxicity in terms of like conflict, but toxicity in terms of like adversity. Like, and tell me if this is true for you as well, but I feel like when somebody helps me through a hard time or I help someone through a hard time, I feel closer mm, to them. And I feel yeah, like that man. can that can really draw you into like someone that you might have been like, yeah, I, lo- I like you. But after y'all go through some fuck shit, not you versus them, but y'all versus some, pr- together. you know, you're together. You like together. Like y'all, yeah, you help them and like, mm. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. When a girl's helped me through some shit where I, where I was struggling, I feel closer to her. And when I've helped a girl and, f- and felt needed and felt like, damn, she, I really helped her through this traumatic ass fucked up experience of, you know, if somebody died or there was a scare or, or she had school trouble, just whatever it is. It's like that little bit, that little spark feels nice, man. Absolutely. Not like you're Girl, hoping like, for so the f- bad shit, but you feel closer to this person after having experienced it together with them. Absolutely. And it, cause it's like, for one, because I mean, nigga, bro, I tell you, you touched the, you are preaching to the choir, nigga, like on that. Oh, okay. I thought it was just just me. Nah, bro, nah, because I mean, you know, you 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 know the person. Oh yeah, 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 true. You know, from, true, you, true, you know, um, true. So, and it's just like when you feel needed and like you're there to help this person. That it's shit just, is nice. It, it makes you feel good and it makes you feel like very close and connected with this, you know, cl- close and connected. But at the same time, when they do the same thing for you too, because like, yeah. I've had a, because hell, like sometimes they could put a battery in your back mm. to make you do things like they, like you said, like it goes both ways. Sometimes they can put that battery in your back to, in an area that you needed to improve in your life, or there's some things that you needed to do and fully transform you. Know? You know what I mean? Fully be that yeah. thing that you just needed to lean on. You know, you know, like Bill Withers mm-hmm. said, somebody to lean on, on to lean on, because you might need them in the future. They might need you in the future. Mm-hmm. Like. That shit just feels safe and cl- it's, it's it's nice. So I understand wanting a little bit of because you because as fucked up as it sounds, the result of that is like there's almost a limit to how close you can feel to someone if you haven't experienced any adversity with them. Like if yeah. everything is just great forever and y'all haven't had no bad situation, you haven't had no situation where they were coming into the country and they were stuck in customs because of you know some shit on their phone and you had to sit there you know scared in the airport lobby on the phone with them talking to police trying to get them out or you know bailing somebody out of jail or visiting them in the hospital after an injury mm-hmm. if y'all don't have that experience to each, with each other as toxic as maybe it sounds i don't know that's not toxic. there's a limit that's, that's to life. y'all's closeness man hell yeah mm. yeah i've been yeah i've been very close with um you know, with uh, I've been very close with with a person, and it's like you know, you're in love, especially when you're in love and shit. Like you do things or whatever that you wouldn't even, what you wouldn't have even thought about before. It's, it's like it's nothing. So yeah, I get it. I but what were we talking about before? Oh yeah, just that wanting that darkness and Ethan and Ethan and Cat and her not really wanting yeah. him. And I feel for her because it's like. I feel for her whole situation because it's like you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to figure out like your feelings and shit like that. And you're like, why don't I want? Why don't I want what's good for me? I get that. As you, when you sitting there, you know how fucking yeah, degrading it yeah, is to sit there yeah. and make a pros and cons list of a motherfucker, yeah. and you got no cons. Like yeah. what a fucking because I like in my my view is as soon as you start having to write a pros and cons list of a motherfucker, nine times out of ten the shit ain't finna work. 
Yeah. Like nine times out of ten. Like if you're if you're writing down a list of how to make it work, but if you're writing down a list of here's the bu- good shit and the bullshit to decide if you're gonna stay together, that shit is not finna work. Cause yeah, they're on some fuck shit or you're on some fuck shit because it wants your. A pro con list is just not a good way to approach trying to fucking navigate a relationship. So you probably not even ready for a relationship if you're writing shit down like that, I feel. Um And the pros were like so superficial too. They were and they were all very I I feel like they were all very serving. Like her very self serving. It wasn't what yeah. she liked oh, about yeah, him. That's a better word. It was what that's a better word. He gave to her. Yes, to her. Yeah, and, and yes, so like, she was just like, like, "Here this. are the resources that he provides to me." Not he's, I mean, handsome. I mean, is arguable because that that you can maybe say that's something of him. But most of them were like, "He's kind to me. He does these things for me. He's not, you know, he. This is what they this Love person you. gives to me." But it doesn't it doesn't really yeah. tell you anything about. Well, do you actually find this person compelling and interesting and attractive if they were a person that weren't in a relationship with you? If they if they existed outside of you. Would you still be able to list this list of pros and cons? Are they charismatic? Like, yo, I will say this nigga Elliot, this nigga Elliot is a seductive motherfucker. I'm not gonna lie. From the first time we seen this nigga in the laundromat, I was like, oh, he gonna be a problem because he he got he on the laundry room (laughs) in the laundry because he he on some soft boy shit. The way this nigga got damn gymnastic alley oops a situation of a jealous girlfriend into he might about to fuck both of them was some of the smoothest mm-hmm. shit I ever seen cause this nigga fully had had jewels going from I'm not even interested in men and you trying to fuck my girl to like oh I guess I guess I am kind of compelling my tits are great like this nigga my tits are great like wow I, I, I am both extroverted and great and introverted and great too like oh my and god and a little bit like, weird but you... shy but compelling and she was like oh my god this nigga like... sees me it was like but no, the, the ice on the cake the ice on the cake was I mean I'm sure Rue told you that too like y'all in love right like, Ooh, that's so toxic. <laughs> that's so toxic, bro. I didn't even. I'm I didn't sure even Ruth told you this. Because <laughs> if she was a real one, she would have told you, like you know, because I it's obvious to me. So dirty you know, Mackin. dirty Mackin. This that's nigga, dirty, dirty Mackin. Mackin. Like that was a damn. You threw a little bit of dirty Mackin with that one, like because you know damn well Rue did not say those exact same words to her. Oh, I that didn't even it. think about it like that because Elliot seems like such a nice guy. But that was low key dirty Mackin, bro. Mm-hmm. That was low key dirty Mackin, and yeah. and he was like, "Rue ain't fucking you, is she? She ain't yeah, fucking yeah. the shit out of you." He and she was like, "No, Rue's you. very sexual." So you telling me Rue fucking the shit out of you? Rue fucking you like how I will fuck you? <laughs> and, and Jules was like, right. "Man, shut up." Shut but up, no, she probably I mean, like, was. She probably not. not. I mean, like, she, <laughs> we talk about sex. I mean, like, we've done some things, but yeah, no, I guess you're right. Like, fine, fine. She's not the most sexual person. This yeah. nigga Elliot, toxic as fuck. But nah, but see, like, you like, I don't right, even, no, 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 nah, that's, bro. That's, that's not. I don't think that's toxic. I don't. I think, think he know what, what he's doing. He's so sly. I didn't even notice it until you reframed it for me like that. The dirty. I, the only thing. Only thing I had an issue with was like you know the the dirty man was like oh well. I'm pretty sure like Rue already told you this, which also might be some shit that I would do if I, if I were to dirty make. I would probably dirty make in that fashion. Like, oh, I'm sure you've already heard this before. Just slightly referencing like the person that you're already with. Yeah, I mean, I would say but that everything... too, but like as a compliment, not as a because the way he said it was like an invitation for her to correct him. Mm. It's a different because you okay. can say like I'm sure you get this all the time and just move on. But he yeah, was like. Yeah. Oh, but I'm sure Rue has already said this exact set of poetic phrases and affectations about your beauty, right? Right? Yeah. 
Like right. well, that was an invitation so. for him for her to to divulge Rue's inadequacies in the relationship. Rue ain't fucking her like that. Rue ain't you know complimenting her like that. Not like a real rich ass baller ass nigga like because Elliot rich too. Like you know he is he got money yeah. Like I mean he's he he's 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 oh, kid yeah, rich. Yeah, right. He's, he's he kid sells rich. His bits. He sell, he he sells his beats. Yeah. Online or he sells some whatever. Yeah, he yeah, gotcha. Indeed. Indeed. So he's like but, financially independent. He ain't a millionaire, but he's like he got yeah. grown man money as a kid. Yeah, for sure. But it's but it's, it's still like that whole thing of like the seduction and the the art the creativity and the artisticness and like, you know, the bit of the mystery, the fun, like, you know, that, at my best or mm. Some yeah, parts of me at my best kind of like are is that yeah you know what I'm saying so that's kind of why I'm like yeah that that's who I would be that's uh, who it. I want to be like you know just cool as fuck laid back you know don't ain't ain't pressing ain't pressed for the pussy you know honest can communicate with it mm. you know yeah yeah Pre- press for the pussy interesting choice of words there yeah true yeah you you know I'm yeah. good for it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, <laughs> there's just there's levels to that given the context of the show. Yeah, right. um, but, like, but yeah, I I, I think that was a little bit low key toxic because he's kind of hanging out with them, but he's not pressing. But it's just it might it might have not been toxic. It might have just been he wasn't really thinking about it kind of a situation. But yeah, that's kind of wild. Um. But one thing I did want to say just before we close out is something that I really related to was the way that Lex that they t- spoke about Lexi's passiveness in her own life. Her inability to act yeah. on her own life, because yeah. um, I feel like that's a that's one of the greatest challenges that I think most people are going to have in yeah. their own life is not sure. being their own advocate, not taking that second to to act, to step in, to 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 set a boundary or to try something. You know what I mean? And Lexi, she's an observer. She's passive. She's yeah. she's just seeing what's going on so she can see how everybody relates and gets ignored for that. But I really feel like the relationship between her and Fez could bring out a different type of side of her and make her into a doer. And I feel like Lexi as a doer, because she's obviously a thinker. Because Cassie is a doer, but don't think. Lexi is a thinker, but don't do. And if you have Lexi out here doing, I feel like she could really conquer her own life. And that's some shit that that scares me. Not being able to take action for your own life because your whole life will pass you by. So I just think that's... I relate to her on that. Bro, I, I... I'm glad you broke it down like that too, because that made me feel better about opening up about that topic or concept um, on this pod. Because um, I wholeheartedly relate to that as well. But at the same time, just the character of Lexi is also that person who go who, you know, a lot of the times in life will go on to do bigger and better things oh, outside absolutely. of high school, outside 100%, of college. Like you know, 100%. you know, you find yourself kind of in college, and then like in your twenties, you you really break out of your shell, especially with the group of people that she was around. So she's already exposed to some real ass shit. True. So as far as like on a personal level, just being able to relate to, you know, being just the observer mm. and not necessarily the the doer. Oh my God. Like I've always been like that my entire life. I can even, even now in a lot of situations, you know, mm. like I'm that chill, like laid back guy. That's just like observing everything, like observing what's going on. And do you feel like that's, is that some bad shit? Do you feel like you've changed yeah. over time in regards to that? Like, are you? Do you feel like you're the same place you were in term in regards to that as when you were Lexi's age? Like, no. if you was talking to no. Lexi about the journey of being an observer over a doer, what would you be saying to her? You know, man, that's tough. Um, because I'm not at that same. I've grown. I've grown like a much, so much mm. um, since I was that age, and you've grown I'm in the still, time that I've known you. But yeah, thank you. 
But it's like, but still, like, even in, because, like, we are who we are at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm. True. If you're born, like, you know, introverted and observer, you're always kind of going to default back to that, in a sense. Yeah. You, I will, you know what I mean? Like, not in a bad way, but. Yes, yeah. You know. That's your nature, your temperament. And I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with that at all. Exactly. I think I think that there's beauty in that introversion. Like, some motherfuckers just can't never be can't ever not be doing some shit saying some shit instead of being able to think process and take shit in and just take a second to fucking chill so i feel like that's a positive in yeah. a lot of ways it, it's absolutely it is but the thing is and why i guess that is so uh deep for me is when you like you like you were saying like you know you're a thinker but you don't do mm. but your life would be so much better if you actually did versus just constantly observing and not doing mm. And I can wholeheartedly relate to that, too, because that's always been a thing, you know, in my life. We got to do something. You have to do something. Like, we've had these conversations before. Absolutely. These things. So, you know, and um, that's tough. And, like, shit, it even, like, plays a role in, like, you know, a person's mental health and how Mm -hmm. they view themselves. You know what I mean? And that shit can be be tough. Being able to take that action to author your own life. Mm -hmm. I know niggas going to cancel me for quoting uh jordan peterson but you know like being yeah but but in terms of authoring your own life to go like here's where i want to get to and here's what i want to change instead of just being a um a passive participant or not even a participant but like a rider in the car of my life instead Mm -hmm. of the driver is Mm -hmm. like i feel like that's that can save your life literally that can save your fucking life because Mm -hmm. most people don't have even the people who have the best interest for you don't have your self-interest in mind like even the people who love you the most in life and not to get like depressive with it and say like oh we're alone in life but i feel like even the people who love you the most and want the best for you even those people don't really care about you and can't care about you the way you are going to care about you the way you're going to be an advocate for you because it ain't their life they can't even Mm -hmm. see or feel everything that's going on in your mind so Mm -hmm. If you let everybody else drive, you ain't you are never going to end up where you were supposed to be because you ain't driving and nobody else knows where mm-hmm. you're supposed to be but you. So if you letting your parents drive, if you letting your girlfriend drive, if you letting other motherfuckers drive you, it's different. And you're right. But at the same time, bro, doing that can be extremely frightening for anybody. Oh, because it's dangerous as hell. It's, it's dangerous, but it's, it's scary. But I think the, the thought of actually doing it is actually worse than the action of doing it. I think a lot of times, and I'm, I'm even speaking for myself, is like we, the fear that we have in our minds is far greater than what the reality of, what the reality is. And when you actually like, you know, do these tasks mm. that you were afraid of doing and, you know, the result and the love that you might get back from it. You know what I'm saying? Which type of situations are we talking about specifically? Because I'm assuming in your mind, you're probably maybe thinking about some shit that you didn't do or want to do but haven't done type shit. Can you get into what that is? What what I'm thinking about is like personal because like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm in real life depression. Like, you know, I mm. deal with mental health and the shit that I be thinking, you know, I don't, you know, I just don't want to discuss that right now. But okay, um, understood. Reasonable, reasonable. I, the thing that comes to, to mind is like even just standing up for myself in situations of conflict. In a relate in a relationship or in a any kind of partnership, because sometimes you can feel like if I push too hard with my boundary, this person is gonna leave me. So I don't want to yeah. push that too hard. Like if it's a parent, if it's a friend, if it's a 
somebody with authority over you, if it's a girlfriend, if it's a boyfriend, if you're like, yo, this thing that you did, we can't have that. Like, we're not doing that. Being able to, and, and even sometimes being able to be really, really aggressive with it, I think has its place as well. Being able to, if needed, yell at somebody and go, yo, you're not finna do this to me. This, what you think is about to happen is not gonna happen in a, in a relationship, in, a, in an interaction like that. I think, can say one can save your life, but two, it can also if the relationship is going to stay, it can actually, it can actually maintain a relationship that might have not been able to work otherwise because you would have grown mm-hmm. to resent them. So just telling your girl Absolutely. or your boy like, hey, look, if you want to leave, cool, but I need you not to talk to me like that, or I need you not to treat me that way in front of your friends, or mm-hmm. I I need Absolutely. you to 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 start carrying your load in this aspect of the relationship, or I need to feel loved, and you face the possibility they might be like, you're doing too much, I can't do this, mm-hmm. and that's the scary shit. Yeah. Like, they're going to leave me. They're going to not want to be yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. And so that shit is kind of low-key for real scary. Like, that thing is, I think, as scary as the fear. But, you know, being able to say not, oh, they won't actually leave me. I feel like that has value. But for me, it's more like, I'll be okay if they do. If the yeah. bad shit happens, I'll be okay if it does. For sure. Because, I mean, there's also that the other alternative that if you're a person who never stands up for yourself and never speaks up for yourself or never, like, sets your own boundaries and then when you finally do that person actually might gain more respect for you and then another way could also save a relationship or like maybe save some aspects of uh you know absolutely well, you know relationship could be anything like you know platonic and romantic so yeah that yeah for sure it could actually be like yo i finally like you finally stood up for yourself like you finally talked back like you finally showed some backbone like yeah and sometimes, because you know? sometimes it can feel frustrating when a person is like, I don't know you to death and like, oh, yeah. fuck. OK, I feel like I can love you. Right. Because now you're telling me what's up. But some people yeah. will run the run the fuck away. If you stand up to a to a professor, to a police officer, to an employer and just go, yo, we're not doing this. That actually might end up with some situations. But it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. My- We've seen that happen many a time on camera. Oh, yeah. So then. My- oh, well, exactly. Precisely. And my view, though, is like. I rather I would as scary as it is I would rather die on my feet you know what I mean or or, or at least I aspire towards that because I don't I definitely don't act that way all the time so I'm still I'm still struggling with this myself to be a full actor in my own life but it's 100% I would I don't want to live my whole life like you know shivering in the big house I would rather be free and dead or just deal with the fucking conflict from most situations um, but being able Some to be strong enough worth. to do that is like, you know. I feel you, but at the same time, I can imagine some you dying on some it. unnecessary hills. Hell yeah, because it ain't worth That's it. Like, yeah, I can That's imagine true. being with you. Like, whoa, nigga, why are you so adamant? Like, if you just shut up, we could just go. <laughs> we could yeah. just get That's- out of this. You That's know, true. Like everything ain't worth dying for. You know what I mean. That's another thing that I. That is another thing that I. That I also because it's hard to find the line, man. Because you look. I know we've had some discussions where I'm dying on a crazy hill, but it's it's so many situations where I've seen people let shit go and I'm watching it in real time destroy their lives. They don't know it yet, but that decision that they made to let that shit slide has started a pattern in their life that when they are 60, they are going to regret having lived this life. They're going to regret having studied to be a doctor because their parents said so. They're going to regret not saying anything when their husband didn't clean up after themselves. They're going to regret not standing up to a police officer or whatever the situation may be. And it's like, what type of life do you want to lead? You know, 
But yeah, look. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. You know, uh, as I like to say, um, a star that burns twice as hot dies twice as fast sometimes. And, you know, shit, goddammit, it's a life worth living. That's a, that is a fact. Yeah, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. And look, if you if you see yourself uh letting life pass you by because you're unwilling to act and you but you see your your boyfriend or your soon to be boyfriend beating the dog shit out of somebody at a party, um you might be seeing a red flag. But in the same vein, um, if you're a manipulative psychopath with uh, generational trauma from the toxic masculinity passed down through generations of uh, unhealed men, uh, you're probably the one waving these red flags. This has been Waving the Red Flag Podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Like, subscribe, let us know everything that you thought about, all the shit that we said during this episode in the comments, of course. And if you want to join us on the live uh, during Patreon, come through. We'd love to see you. We'd love to talk to you. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. It's a red flag.